This is MPN. From Los Angeles, it's the McShank Podcast on the McCarran Podcast Network. Here's Ryan and Clayton. Welcome to the McShank Podcast on MPN. And Ryan, hmm. I think uh, we're going to be a little more hostile today than we have in podcast past. Really? Um, I think we are both on the hot seat, and this oh. uh, this could be the podcast that produces the most animus and nervousness and stress. Are you and saying this might be the end of the McShank podcast after this particular episode? If the podcast doesn't end in blows, hmm. we certainly will never re- reconvene. Wow. Well, what... Okay. You set us up for a lot. Whatever do you mean? Well... Getting us past the part where I'm acknowledging there will probably be blood on the microphone by the time we're done. <laughs> These are nice mic. Can we maybe not? <laughs> not, not get Please? the mic bloody? Okay. Yes. We well, could. we've been wanting to do what we're about to do for quite some time. Yeah. And we have dubbed it the Sophie's Choice podcast. And for those of you that don't get the reference, Sophie's Choice was an early 80s movie with Meryl Streep where her character, set in the thick of World War II, had to make a very interesting choice. <laughs> and it was basically the choice between two children. Ah. She got to keep one with her, and the other one was basically sent off to certain doom. And So it's a real crowd pleaser. And a, real and a, uplifting. And it's very uplifting, and I, I think uh, we're going to be covering the same dramatic ground tonight. Um, <laughs> I, I would weigh the two as equals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> These are sort of like our, our babies, really, in, they are. In, in a sense. Basically, so. the gist of it is we're going to be giving the other person a list of two films you can call it film versus film and we're quite sure they're films the other person likes we've known each other for quite some time mm-hmm. and we're quite confident that given a choice to the death between two films the person should have a a mighty struggle weighing through which one he would keep so the idea goes that we have these two films you're going to have to one of us is going to have to decide we're going to keep one of them and continue to have them in our memories in the world and be able to watch them whenever we want and then the other one will be struck from the record will just have disappeared will be gone from the world forever and you will never even see or hear from it ever again right when you say one film is going to be kept and one film is gone there are a couple different ways to interpret that we decided we opted for the method with the most stakes which would be the film that you do not pick is erased from existence mm-hmm. and you never knew it existed in the first place. And the other thing we could do is probably say, oh, you'll just never get to watch it again. You'll still have your memories of it, but mm-hmm. you'll never get to see it again. I've always felt like the, the former had the greatest stakes. And even though like uh, it was pointed out, well, how big of a loss is it if you don't remember the movie ever existed in the first place? And the drama, I think, that I'm kind of... Uh, I'm the the drama that I'm kind of resting my my laurels on is that it's going to be a hell of a choice in the moment. Yeah. And so in the moment it will be one of the worst things you've ever had to do. Yeah. Because one <laughs> of them is going to have to go. Now to add just an extra layer of pressure onto this, uh we're going to have a timer and we're going to give each other 30 seconds to decide the two films will be mentioned. Yes. Th- a timer with 30 seconds will start. 
after time is up, if a film has not been selected, then both films are erased from existence. And that's even worse, frankly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite a lot to have hanging over our heads, Ryan. I think we may have bit off more we can chew with this. Well, we're at least going to give it a shot. So um, I guess we could just get into it here. All right, Ryan. Let's dispense with the pleasantries and get right into the octagon, shall we? Okay. Oh, God. I'm nervous. Because you texted me earlier today just that I'm going to just drive myself crazy with this. and I And so I tried to... I don't, I don't want to say I didn't prepare myself, but I have an idea of <laughs> where I'm going, where we're going with this, and I, I already just thinking about it beforehand. I did not like it. So I had a little idea too, but I'm just gonna have it. Let it all fly in the just moment, let it, man. Just let it happen. Just gonna let it hang out. We'll see what happens. Okay, so I'm gonna once the films are mentioned, I'm gonna hit the timer and I'm gonna try to work through what 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 we're doing. Here. I can see the timer, Ryan, yeah. and when yeah. it hit, when it hits about five seconds, I'm gonna do a countdown from five. Okay. All right. All right. Just to give you some more fun. Oh God. Okay. All, All right. right. Go ready? Ahead. You ready for this, I'm Ryan? Ready. I'm ready. Your first two films are The Social Network and Short Term Twelve. Ooh. Okay. Wow, that's a really tough one. Both best movies of the years in their respective years. Right. Um. For you. For me, at least. Yeah. Uh. There's some good. There's the. Gosh. The the. the you have more of a of an oeuvre with Fincher than you would with the director of Short Term Twelve, which I can't think of their name at this particular moment. Five, uh, four, three, I'm going to two, keep the social one. network. Woo! <laughs> wow. Yeah, it goes quicker. All right. Yeah, that's a quick thirty seconds, think. Ryan. Yeah. I was even amazed how quick that went. Yeah, thirty seconds uh, is I think is kind of a long time normally, but now it seems like an infinitely it's short very, amount yes, of time. It's really short. So so so. Okay. so so walk through your reasoning with me really quick. Well, the idea was that I think the social network, I think I can watch and that it has more of a broader appeal for different types of, you know, for all throughout the next 15, 20 years as social media starts to explode. So I think... It did kind of get that generational movie label yeah. to it when it came out. And I think that it, it, it'll be a more important movie and something that I'd probably enjoy watching whereas short term 12 i really enjoyed really loved in the moment mm -hmm. but it's kind of a tougher film to get through it, it is it, it has some really heavy themes right and uh the social network really kind of doesn't so i think okay short term 12 short term 12 is gone forever I'm sorry you had a short term on this earth <laughs> but you're unfortunately gone all right well do you want the heavy hitters first or should we do should we ease into it a it's little bit entirely at your discretion ryan okay um all right are you ready I'm ready. Oh, all right. I need to see the timer at all times. We're going to need to see. So we're going to go. Your films are Jaws versus Halloween. Shit. Yeah. Jaws versus Halloween. Okay, you got two classics. One started the slasher genre. One started the blockbuster genre. You got some timeless dialogue in Jaws. Timeless action. You got some timeless scares in Halloween. Mm -hmm. um, you got that... Wonderful score in both films. Um, Jaws or Halloween? Five, four, three. I keep Jaws. Oh, wow. I, that surprises I me. I keep Jaws. I um, I think that while Halloween is my favorite slasher film of all time, I think that there are enough slasher movies that I also love to where I could maybe get away with that one being gone. 
Although Halloween did make up a lot of my make up a lot of my <laughs> childhood. Why exactly? I think, but you... <laughs> I think in a movie like that where you have Halloween operating on such a darker temperature, and you have Jaws, which is always at a much warmer temperature. I think I I would I would opt I would opt for the the thrills and timelessness of Jaws. Okay. Which I actually just watched for the first time a couple of weeks ago. I forced really him. I'm not going to say I forced him. No. No, but it was it was a long time coming. I was a willing participant in right. this. So. Right. Okay. All right. Next ready, one. Ready for number two, I'm Brian? ready for number two. All right. Here we go. <coughs> Excuse me. Your next two films mm-hmm. are Rushmore and American Beauty. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I will admit I haven't seen both of these in a while. Uh, I think that, oh my God, it's already been 12 seconds. Um, gosh, you have, I, I think, you know what? Oh man, I, I, it's eight seconds. Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to keep four, American beauty. Ooh, I'm going to keep American beauty. See, when I first met you, like Rushmore was your, one of my, one of your big movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one you first propped up to me more than any that I can remember. Well, American beauty is Still in my top five all time. Um, I think it's probably the best movie of the 90s. Uh, and that movie really, because I wouldn't want to lose the memory of how I felt seeing it when I first came out of the theater and I was a mix of just wonder and amazement and just sort of, a, oh my God, what did I just sort of, what did I just see? Maybe the theatrical experience is a factor here too. Yeah. Because you probably didn't have that with Rushmore. I did not. Yeah. No, I did not. So I actually went to see American Beauty because I wasn't allowed to see R-rated movies when I was younger. So, sorry about me, that, Me Mom. neither. Yeah. Uh, I went to see it for a friend's birthday party because we all really want, we're all like really into films. We all really wanted to go see it. And so, I think it was sort of maybe a little bit of that like we were doing kind of something like we weren't supposed to and um, just sort of coupled with like, oh, wow, films can be as, as good as this and can make you feel as good as this. We were all, there's about four or five of us and we all were like, we can't really describe what that movie is about because the plot is so nebulous, really, mm-hmm. that there's so many different pieces to it that it's so tough to just sit down and kind of explain it straightforward. So, yeah, yeah. Um, while I do love Rushmore, it's still w- one of the two best Wes Anderson movies I still see. Yeah, keep. I would also think that um, uh, American Beauty would be the one you could probably just flip to on TV and just start watching it yeah. at, at any point. Where at any point. Rushmore, you kind of got to start from the beginning. Huh? Yeah. It has to be its own event. Okay. Um I'm really going to make you sweat on this one, I think. Oh, you're going for a heavy hitter? I'm going to... I think I need... I have two that I think are really heavy hitters. Should I stretch out? You and, probably uh, should, yeah. Should I get comfortable? Okay. This one... Oh, man. I'm so excited for this one. <laughs> oh, no. It's Fight Club versus Into the Wild. <laughs> I suddenly want something very bad to happen to you. Oh. Fight Club... Basically got me into film as I know it. Mm-hmm. Into the Wild was one of the most transcendent experiences in a theater I've ever had. Yeah. So longevity Fuck. or, you know, something that's shit, shit, great shit, in the moment. Shit, 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 Man. shit. Is this Five. six seconds already? Yeah. Um, I, I keep Into the Wild. <laughs> oh! Oh! And the truth oh. shall set you free. <laughs> oh. I think it might be the theatrical experience that factors into that again, because I didn't see Fight Club until it was re-released sometime later in the theaters. Um, but 
it was hard to describe the feeling I got after I saw Into the Wild because I didn't know much going in. I hadn't read the the book yet, and all I knew was that it was kind of a man versus nature kind of a thing going on to it. And when I left that film, I probably had a similar feeling that you did with American Beauty, where there was this mixture of like of wonder, of sorrow, of joy, and it kind of just struck all the right chords for me. And I felt like I was going through some kind of detox for a couple of days after that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I love Fight Club to death. It's uh, I think it's still my favorite Fincher film, and that's 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 a, a, a tough crowd. Mm-hmm. There's a um, lot in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, just for the pure feeling of joy, I would have to pick Into the Wild. Okay. Wow. <coughs> that that surprises me. Did that surprise you? That, that one, yeah, oh. because I had, and I was glad that I remembered Into the Wild because I was having trouble figuring out what to put Fight Club up against. Because I know at least for a... It's, at some point, I remember maybe this is talking about when we first met, it had been your favorite movie. It was for a long time. Yeah. Um, Into the Wild was actually my favorite movie of the last decade, too. Mm-hmm. So that's that was tough. Yeah. I, uh, kudos for that one, McCarran. Thank you. All right. All right, let me get the timer up. All right. All right, let's see if I can do one better. Okay. Well, I don't know if I want to go for the real heavy the hitters, real heavy hitters yet. yet. I have one I think is going to be your, the cause of many sleepless <laughs> nights that I might save till the oh, end. No. Um, well, okay. Are you have you prepared I, yourself? I, are, are you ready for the oh, misery that's oh. to follow? Oh no. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go different genres here. Okay, because that's so, something that too. There's no rules in there, but I no. tried to I tried to match up genres as best I could. Yeah. There's a couple that I don't, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay, your next challenge, Ryan, is The Fountain versus The Empire Strikes Back. Oh! <laughs> wow, because, yeah, those are completely different. Um, Empire Strikes Back, probably the best sequel of all time. The Fountain, again, a theatrical experience, unlike any other, really. I saw that with you. Yeah, we did. And I we remember both how you of, felt after. We Yes. It was really, really great. Wow, look at that. There's only eight seconds I left. can't believe it. Oh, my God. Um, wow, five, five seconds. seconds. I think I'm going to have to Two keep seconds. the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, with one second to spare. I keep the Empire Strikes wow, Back. Wow, you ditched that. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm surprised or not because you are the, the biggest Star Wars homer that I know. Yeah. Uh, you are a dyed-in-the-wool yeah. fanboy with Star Wars. Yeah. But the Fountain, I thought, might have had some intangibles that might have crept ahead for some reason no and i think if you maybe would have picked a lot of other movies you'd be right Mm -hmm. but the idea is that the empire strikes back not only is it great in and of itself but if you lose the 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 second film in the trilogy forever okay so you're weighing it against the rest of the film yeah yeah. it doesn't really make sense you know because you would go wait why am i watching return of the jedi (laughs) what happened in the middle we did a huge jump here all right so the fountain and that wonderful clint mansell score is gone forever i hope you're happy i'm not (laughs) thank you very much you're welcome uh okay all right um lay it on me now this was one I guess the impetus sort of for this idea was what was that website called? Flickchart. Flickchart. Flickchart was yeah. uh, it's kind of a movie similar movie deathmatch kind of website mm-hmm. where they they distill down your favorite movies by ranking movies against each other and forcing you to pick. Yeah. So this was one that you had talked about because we were both into it, and this was one that I think you had the toughest decision with. Oh no. I'm trying to remember. I, I, maybe you remember. I think these were the two. Oh no. Um, now these, I wouldn't classify you as like, 
you these aren't like in your top ten favorite okay. movies, but I just think they're both really quality. Maybe as a cinephile, yeah, it would be a tough you would choice. You, you would be tough uh, going for that. So it is Pulp Fiction versus Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Wow, <laughs> easy. And the only reason that one went fast is because I had thought about that one a ton already. Because I actually asked our dear buddy and fallen podcaster Mike Baroga. That same exact. Man, if only uh, he were alive today. <laughs> if only he were alive today to to, to vouch for it. But yeah. um, I texted him that same choice randomly out of the blue one day, and he texted back, "My God, yeah." <laughs> and no, it's uh, tough. I think he I think he went with Taxi Driver too, but that was a long one that I had already kind of deliberated over, so I knew where I was going with it. What are your reasonings? Um, Give us your. Inner I think workings. I think when you're when you when you're pitting style and humor against something more visceral i would probably lean towards visceral Hmm. where taxi driver has just this renegade hair stand up on the back of your neck quality that was just the epitome of like anti-hero cinema in the 70s whereas you know you have pulp fiction which while is a masterpiece as well Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm not having second thoughts but I'm I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pulp Fiction is the movie that will it's going to give you a great ride through all two and a half hours, and it breaks up the linear storytelling. It does a lot of cool stuff, but at the end of the day, it's going to be Taxi Driver that leaves me with something to chew on. I would probably pick that too, if only also because uh, if we lose Pulp Fiction, I think. Tarantino has a couple of other films you would classify as masterpieces as well. So it's Scorsese, yeah. Yeah, so either I think way. that, yeah, so you're either way, you, either one, if you lose one, you still have a couple that maybe are still great quality. So right. taking your hat on. No, I mean, that's that, that's a tough one. And I, uh, yeah, if I hadn't already pondered that one, it would have mm-hmm. caused me a yeah. lot of trouble right All right, now. well, that makes that makes perfect sense then. So that was our quickest one. Um, I imagine the rest of these will not be as quick. <laughs> There'll be a slow, right. painful knife into the side. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so that one was an example of uh, different directors, different genres, mm-hmm. which adds a different dynamic to it. But I'm going to go with this next one on you, same director. Mm. And I'm going to Mr. P.T. Anderson. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I I, and I, I'm not sure how much of a struggle you're going to have with this, but let's find out, shall okay. we? Okay. All right. Um, your choices are There Will Be Blood and Punch Drunk Love. Ooh. Both quality films from a quality director. But I think that the if you if you look at the two performances of the two leads, I think uh, I have to... You mean Daniel Day-Lewis against Adam Sandler? Yeah, I'm going to keep There'll Be Blood, I think, on that one. Um, okay. So that was my, that was my yeah. quickest one. But I, I thought that maybe Punch Drunk Love had this kind of romanticism might have won out for some reason. Where it was, uh, yeah. it, it was kind of a more ethereal, kind of uh, gooey kind of an experience. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was def- it's definitely stands out from his films as incredibly different and... Um, but still very much him. Yeah. It still very much has his fingerprints on it, but the the themes of it and, and everything, it doesn't deal with anything too dour. I mean, there are, it's still, it's depressing and down moments, but it does tend to go uh, more on an upswing in terms of emotion at the, uh, towards the end. But um, 
does I mean I'm I'm definitely losing a great Philip Seymour Hoffman performance, <laughs> of which there are so many. And but... can I hear you say a great Adam Sandler performance? Yes, no, okay, I, I I have no shame in saying good, that. Good, and, good. Um, it's just the only shame is that he doesn't do anything like that anymore. <laughs> I think he tried. I mean, yeah, we we both haven't seen Pixels yet, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't I don't think that's gonna. <laughs> I, I I would doubt it. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah, but that's that, that's a good one. Um, okay, we both lob each other up a couple softballs. There. Yeah, we should have started with those. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just so fun it. to go hot out of the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, um, Ryan. Yes. Um, no, it's I'm going to you. I just did one. You just did one. You're going to me. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Don't, don't try. Come on. Come on. What do you think ah, you're okay. doing here? All right. Okay. Um, all right. Well, this is this could be a good one, too, because we're not talking... We're talking same genre. Okay. okay. All right. But we're going to go with comedies. A couple right. comedies. Okay. Um, with uh, the same actor. Okay. Okay. So there's some threads here. Yeah. We threads. are going to do Dumb and Dumber versus Ace Ventura. <laughs> You'll find that this is uh, this might this may come up later in slightly different form. Okay. Um, Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura. I saw Dumb and Dumber first. I mean, Ace, I saw Ace Ventura first. Mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber after on video. Um, both classic comedies in their own right. Um, ooh. Ten seconds. Is that all? Are yeah, we already did not it. ten seconds? Yeah. Um, oh shit. Five seconds. Uh, d- Three, d- two, Dumb and Dumber. One. I save it. Oh. I save Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I I may regret that later, but since it's already been erased from existence, I guess I won't. One second, as um, a, as the formerly Ace Ventura would wow, say. Wow, that was harder than I thought it like was going to be. Love. <laughs> that was harder. Um, what th- made it so hard? Um, I think I just like them both e- evenly. Yeah, I mean, I the one thing Dumb and Dumber has going for it is it has a two person lead, so they it's kind of a a more goofy dynamic there where they can kind of play off each other. Whereas Jim Carrey is pretty much the just himself. I mean, that's is his Ace yeah. Ventura pet detective. Yeah. the whole thing. Um, it, both infinitely quotable films. Uh, I, don't, I think in the end, I've probably just seen Dumb and Dumber way more times. Yeah, so I, would, I, I have too. So I think that's just kind of a maybe not maybe an arbitrary distinction, but it kind of speaks to how much you prefer it. I guess so. I think so. And I, what's funny to think about because I know we had a similar discussion when Dumb and Dumber Two came out. Um, Can we just forget that one ever existed? Yeah, I, I think I already have. <laughs> I've already tried to do it. We could do a worst film against worst film death match. All the Jim Beam <laughs> in the world couldn't help me forget that one. Oh no. Um, the question is that the interesting thing is that if Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber, in their own right, had come out now, right? Let's say twenty years later, yeah, and we're the same age that we are now, would we have been interested in seeing them? Or is it just that we have the romanticism of liking them when we were younger? Because if you go back and look at reviews for them at the time, not it's, great it's, reviews. It's it's mixed at best. Yeah. Um, and so, and the only reason I asked that is because I, ha- I, I when when I saw Dumb and Dumber two, I could merely bag it, manage nary a snigger, and there were kids in the audience that were laughing. They were loving it. They were just cracking up. And it kind of got me thinking, like, well, are these movies? They're not really. Dumb and Dumber Two is a bad example because it's a it's a genre that is not really made for our demographic, but it is because we're the ones who liked it twenty years earlier. Right, they're but, counting on people who are, grew up with it to come in yeah. to the fan base. So would the it, would the same movies would 
if they came out now, like, do you think we would want to go see them? Do you think would we would they have enjoy the same them? Appeal? Would yeah. we enjoy them as much? Yeah. There's that, that that that's a question that extends even far past comedies. I think because if you talk about movies you just grew up with, yeah, and you go back and rewatch, sometimes they hold up wonderfully and sometimes they don't. And mm-hmm. that childhood sheen you kind of place over them is always the difference and why you still kind of hold on to it. Um, but um, I I I think I'll I'll say I probably would enjoy them. Almost as much, if not as much, now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that they they do hold up, at least to our generation, um, as as comedy classics. I know the older the older generations weren't having the no, shit when no, they came out. No, um, it wasn't their kind of comedy. But I think for us, since that's the kind of comedy we were raised on, if something that similar came out today, we would probably still gravitate towards it. All right. So we lost. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that one. That one was tougher. We lost Ace Ventura. We lost. We lost okay. asshole Yummyo, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Finkel and Einhorn, man. We're man. What a what a. Tragedy. You know what though? We kept Ace Ventura too, so we at least have some way. Ace into Ventura the against the sequel would have been a good one. <laughs> I don't know because I, I actually love both of those. So even though they're completely different movies yeah. in a lot of ways, but all right, Ryan. All right, um, bring the shit to me, man. Uh, <laughs> Is that your way of saying you want a baseball one? <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, no. That's such a good one. We still got time. We still got time. All right, Ryan. Um, I'm going with a couple that are wild, wildly different. Okay. But I know you have... Affinity. Strong affinity for both. Um, I have a feeling it might be easier than I would wish it would be. Okay. But maybe you'll prove me wrong here. Okay. Um, your next two films are Moulin Rouge... And Ocean's Eleven. Oh, you're right. Very different. Basically, you're just knocking out a fifth of my 2001 top ten list <laughs> right, with exactly. one of these two movies. Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, oh, gosh. Yeah, because, I mean, you have the sequel thing again with Ocean's Eleven if you saw the other two movies. I mean, I, I guess they tell could you probably Ryan, but there's only on. ten seconds oh, left. Oh, God. Uh, I would probably have to keep Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> All right, three seconds left. I, three seconds, yeah. That, that's where I thought you were going to go. Oh, that's painful, though, because yeah. I just thought about the soundtrack for Moulin Rouge, <laughs> I know, too. They each have different things working for it. Yeah, because the music in Moulin Rouge is... Oh, man. Music's really good in Ocean's Eleven, too, yeah, but it's it not the same kind of impact on the movie, though. No, I think I... I don't think I made it. I don't think I made a huge mistake, but, um, well, no, actually, I, I, I think I'm okay with it now that I think about it because I think that the the rewatchability of Mm -hmm. both, you can just you know, Ocean's Eleven is infinitely more rewatchable. Yeah, I mean, it hits you like fresh oxygen whenever you Mm -hmm. watch it. It just Mm -hmm. is like this. You know, you you just wake yourself up when you see it. I mean, um, it's so skillfully done. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. Uh, and while Moulin Rouge has that emotional pull to it, it's again, it kind of falls in that same category where I'll it's like... I'll take your word for it. you never seen it? I don't like it. You don't like it? Okay. <laughs> it's two different movies. I had my baseball coach uh, back in high school. He was like, oh, I rented Moulin Rouge and I hated it. And he's like, oh, I bet you loved it, right? And I was like, I did love it. And he goes, yeah, I couldn't take it. We turned it off in the first 30 minutes. It's like pansy. No, but the funny thing is that they didn't even get to the emotional part. They just saw the batshit crazy part in the first 40 they minutes. They didn't even give it a chance. And they were like, nope, I'm out of here. Yeah. And so they turned it off. I'm like, well, if you watch the whole thing, it really sort of slows down. And right, I... right, right. I don't know. So you're not a fan? I didn't know that. I, I No, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I, I, I don't really. Do you sound like Boz? I don't, I'm not a big Boz guy in Boz. general. I'm sure he's an acquired taste. All right. 
That's probably my favorite of his movies, though, I think. Right. Which there's, I mean, not many to choose from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you mean not Australia? Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. All right. So we've got a few good ones here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a curveball at you here. Not, I mean, okay. ones that I think that... From a left-handed pitcher or a right-handed yeah, well, pitcher? I guess, well, you're left-handed batter, so it's going to be hopefully pitcher. falling away from you and not right. coming right into your wheelhouse. Good choice. Um, I'm going to say, uh, okay, and four months, three weeks, two days versus blue is the warmest color. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that is... A couple foreign films. I, I, I give you props just for even coming up with that. Yeah. Um, those are some more obscure ones that I like. Four months was my number two film of that year. Blue is the warmest color, blue is the warmest color was my number one. Oh. oh, man. There's only about ten you seconds left. You got love versus abortion. abortion. <laughs> Let me think. I'm going with love. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Blue is the warmest color is the clear winner because um, it's the just the clear winner. Yeah. Okay. It's it's when I, when I have to choose, it's the clear course, winner. Yeah. But they're both classics, and I would call them both masterpieces. But um, um, when I played four months, three weeks, two days in front of our movie night, we used to do. Mm-hmm. After it ended, I got a lot of looks, <laughs> a lot of "fuck you" yeah. kind of kind of looks. Yeah. <laughs> For just putting me through that harrowing experience. Um, and while I love it, I don't think it can really hold a candle to what Blue is the Warmest Color has to offer. Because coming-of-age movies are a subgenre I really appreciate in general. And when you add kind of like a sexual awakening to that, um, with all the trials and tribulations of, of, of real love and trying to figure out your, your sexual identity and... So much stuff, and I'll, I'll go back to the word visceral. Like so much of the stuff in Blue and Blue's Warmest Color was so visceral to me, the way they depict love, and it was so just electrically charged and well well observed. Um, I think uh, love versus abortion is a, <laughs> is a simple way to say yeah, that, it's but very simplified. But uh, I I absolutely love Blue's Warmest Color, and it was three hours, and I would watch it for another three hours. So all right, I'm going with that. All right. Nice choice. Thank I, did, you, I, I didn't you. see that one coming at all. all like, right. You completely threw me off my rocker. But you still, uh, you still managed to lose it. So we still managed to lose well, one mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. Yes. What do you got for me? <coughs> Excuse me. No worries. Um, okay. Do I bring out Babe Ruth, <laughs> or do we go with a slap hitter? Hmm. Um, Ichiro or Bonds? Okay. What are you doing? All right. Okay. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you more of a slap hitter. Okay. Um. Let's go with Field of Dreams versus Bull Durham. Ooh. That, I mean, forget this podcast. I feel like the merits of both of those have just been argued in general for, for a, long a, time. a long time. Um, gosh, yeah. They're Field, both trying to do different things. Both very different things. Uh, I think, I mean... Gosh, yeah, because Bull Durham is hilarious and is more of a like what's it like in an actual clubhouse? The Field of Dreams There's has that emotional left, thing to it, emotion or comedy. Uh, I'm gonna keep Field of Dreams. <laughs> you couldn't see that, but that was about half a second before it ticked to zero. I think I keep Field of Dreams. Because, I would have kept Field of Dreams too. Yeah, and that, Bull Durham is tough to lose because. It, it does the best job. Well, that and Major League, because we still have Major League to fall back on, I guess. I almost did Major League versus Bull Durham, because those are both movies about baseball players. Yeah. And and, and a team. Yeah. And whereas Field of Dreams is more about, like, the spirit of baseball. Yeah, the, the, the romanticism of the sport. Right. And, I mean, it, 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 it deals a lot with 
the father son aspect of it, which is like, you know, it's it's something that you that that all fathers can watch Field of Dreams with their son if they if with their sons. Um, and uh, Moonlight but, Graham, Moonlight Graham, and yeah, I think the aspects of um, Field of Dreams that we would be losing if we did lose it are harder to replace than the things that you would be losing with with um, Bull Durham. Because with Bull Durham, you can kind of make up for it with Major League, as we mentioned, but I don't know if there's any other movie out there. That really hits it, like the father-son aspect yeah. of baseball, that, like Field of Dreams. Exactly, does. yeah. All right, what do you got for me, Ryan? Ooh, what do, I, what do I have for you? You still have some heavy hitters left? I, oh, I have one that I'm going to hold on to for the last one. Okay. But um, this one... Again, might be a little bit of a soft, a softer one here. This was, you know, this is because this is like movies that are like solid. But sure. I mean, well, I'll, I'll I'll let you figure it out. Let I, me ruminate on it. Yes, please. So we've got again two different genres. We've got Bad Santa versus Children of Men. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, that's evil. Yeah, you are a bad, bad man. <laughs> Bad Santa versus Children of Men. Where do I even begin? No, you don't. I, that's, it's impossible. <laughs> Where do I begin? Holy shit! Well, there's ten seconds, so you're gonna have to start somewhere. <laughs> I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end before I begin here in a second. <laughs> yeah. uh, five, four, three. Bad Santa. Are you keeping Bad Santa? I'm keeping Bad Santa. Oh no! <laughs> Um, that, All those that, long shots, we're losing that, them. That might be the toughest you've come at me with yet because they're so different. Um, that is... Wow. Uh, <clears throat> do I go with a movie that made me laugh harder than any movie I'd ever seen before it? Up to that point? It's up there, yeah. Wow. Like, one of my best comedy theatrical experiences of all time. <clears throat> with... An absolutely virtuoso film based on a very original concept that mm-hmm. started as a book with some of the best cinematography you'll ever see. And staging you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, in these constraints, <laughs> yeah. Bad Santa is, is what I had to go with because I enjoyed laughing so much at wow. that film. And wow. I feel like that film was made for me. It's like the humor <laughs> that I'd always wanted to see in a movie. And. That was that was not an easy choice, and I'll probably regret it. But you'll probably think about it, stew moment. on it. I'll probably stew on it. You should and... watch them back to back and then see <laughs> if you would think that that's the same. If, if that was, I mean, because for me, I don't have the same affinity that Bad Santa has for you, so it, it yeah. would be an easy slam dunk decision for to keep children. Wow, um, because I, I don't know. I, I think that some of some of um, some of Koran's other stuff I love so much too that I mean I don't I don't know I, I don't have any good justification no, for it it was it, just, it, it was a coin toss it is what it is and wow. uh, and thank you for putting me in that position well around. I am more than welcome <laughs> you're more than welcome yeah. <laughs> I, I like what you did there <laughs> all right so let's see do I really go for the knockout punch how many do we have left we tried to do ten. How many have we done? I've done what one? It's been too much fun rattling them off. I haven't even been keeping track. Three, four, five. I have six. So okay. I have about five. I have four left for you. You have four left. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's go with. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull back a little bit here and give you something a little more recent to stew on. Okay. Um, in the same kind of genre. Um, 
and the only reason I'm doing it is because I know that you hold both films in very high regard. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy versus The Dark Knight Rises. Ooh. Oh. That is tough. Uh, because the, uh, yeah. Shit. Because <laughs> I'm looking around at my Dark Knight Rises poster as well as my Guardians of the Galaxy little painting I have here. <laughs> it's well represented God, in the room. Ten seconds. Oh, no. Uh, five seconds God, left. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep the Two Dark seconds. Knight Rises. Oh, no. Don't I don't know why. if I've done that. Oh. I think that was, I think that was a, that was a, Good second decision. I don't. I don't really know oh, what I've done here. All right. Well, try and walk me through whatever shred of reasoning you might I, have had. I think it was just that I didn't want to lose them both, so I'd much rather have just. I'd rather just keep one. <laughs> frankly, you'd rather keep one that belongs to a trilogy that you love. I guess so. I mean, I guess that's kind of what it comes down to. But I mean, I would have been fine if if the Dark Knight Rises was gone because it's the third movie of the series, and it yeah. does bring it to a wonderful conclusion. And I do love it. But even coming off of The Dark Knight, even if we would have lost that one, I wouldn't have been, you know, like, oh, my God, I need a third movie. Right. Wrap the story up. Right. Um, but... Uh, you got really... I mean, that's that's like a DC versus MCU question. That also, really is. Cause... Yeah. I think I just... My true colors came out uh-huh. on that, too. <laughs> I think kind of what I... I think you were a closet DC fan What I felt time, like man. this whole time. But, <laughs> yeah, Guardians is tough to lose because it is so funny, and I think... Although, you know what? Okay, here's my reasoning. Here's my rationale for it. Okay. I will lose Guardians of the Galaxy so as to screw up the MCU for Marvel. Because <laughs> you take it out of the MCU and there are bits and pieces that are missing that they have to then go back and try to organize with something else. Whereas Batman, the Batman Nolan series could have ended with Dark Knight and everyone would have been fine. It would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh-huh. there, there would have been clamoring, but I think that... If he had made the decision not to do it, we would have been right. disappointed, but we would have understood. So watching Marvel put the pieces back together is worth it to you more. Yeah. I would want to see them sweat just a little bit. Yeah. So so okay. that's why. That that, that that was a good one. That one I had a lot of trouble with. Okay. So. That was one I came up with. That, like, I think that was the last one I thought of. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so what I'm going to give you, we got a, we got a, a, a couple of good ones, a few good ones left, and then one really good one that I'm, I think you may know where I'm going with it. Okay. Um, so we're going to go uh, a little bit, couple, a little bit older. We're not staying; it's not very new, but we're going to do Friday the Thirteenth versus Dirty Harry. What the? I don't even like Friday the 13th. You don't? No, not that much. Oh. <laughs> so you keep Dirty Harry. Yeah, so I'll keep okay. Dirty Harry. I guess I, I, I was under the impression that you liked it more. I, I think because I guess you always... I like it. It's 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 up there with yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, but it's... I've ne- Jason's always been one of my least favorites. I guess because I, 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 you, I guess because you like... Jason X, or are you just just for the fun part of it, or <laughs> for how awful or how terrible, it awfully is? amazing okay. it is? Yeah, maybe that's it then. Maybe that's yeah. what it was. And Freddy versus Jason. Was, right, that that was the other one too. Yeah, I mean yeah. those are fun. Yeah, but I think um, they're not on the same level. Clint Eastwood like... with a three fifty seven Magnum is gonna <laughs> is gonna win at the end of the day okay. for me. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll scratch that one off. That one was a... It never happened. That one was a throw. Well, I I don't have any other ones, so it happened. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Lose them both, I guess. Okay. Um, All right. All right. What do you got for me? All right. So I'm going to go with a couple classics here from from different eras for you. Hmm. Um, I know you love both films. One film I think you put on your Nostalgia podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, no. It maybe was on your Nostalgia podcast. It was on one of the other podcasts. Okay. And another one I know you just love because you love gangster movies. Yeah. Um, so your, mm. your death match is Goodfellas versus Casablanca. Oh, those are very different from different eras. Yeah, because you have... I do love a gangster film. I love a heist film. That sort of thing. But Casablanca is such a classic. Uh, we're halfway through. We're halfway home. I don't know. What would you at home pick? Text me in right now. Figure it out. You have ten seconds. Um, Actually, you have seven seconds. Seven seconds. Okay. Oh, I think, again, I have to keep Casablanca. Okay. I think I, I have to I'm do that. I'm not sure if that surprises me or not. Because I, I feel, I've always felt like you loved Goodfellas. I do. I do. Um, I love everything about it. Mm. But, I mean, Casablanca is like... Is like the most romanticized Hollywood yeah. classic. It's one of the greatest you movies. You can really name, yeah. Now, I caught, when, I, when you said that, I thought, and I don't, this may be on one of your other things. I don't know if I'm ruining anything. I thought you were going to say Dick Tracy. Okay, that may come up later. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, which would, I mean, that's, whew, okay. Um, I'm already sweating that one. But, um, but yeah, I think the, the what Goodfellas, again, it's sort of what we talked about in the baseball movie. Like, what Goodfellas mm-hmm. does really well. God, we're losing a lot of Scorsese. <laughs> Scorsese's not faring well in this, no. is he? Oh, no, we kept Taxi Driver, kept so it, never okay. mind, never mind. He, he's, uh, he's batting 500. <laughs> he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, but I think that, uh, I mean, Casablanca is one of the finest mm. screenplays ever written. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is, it, in, the, in, the, in the idea of a classic, I think mm. they're both really close. Right. But I think that Casablanca is in maybe like a tier above Goodfellas, just mm-hmm. in like overall classic-ness. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, very different and very difficult to uh, to, to to parcel through okay. the two. Well, so. you, you lost Joe Pesci's performance. I did, but I'm funny. <laughs> I like hope I'm you're happy fun. with. Yourself. I lost that, that. I lost that Ray Liotta laugh too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, you still you still kept it with Field of Dreams, though. Well, he doesn't laugh. Though, oh, he does. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. You oh, must yeah, be forgetting he does. the yeah, line. Yeah, I do know. He's talking about yeah. Ty Cobb. Yeah, it's a, we told it's him to a, stick it. It's a vintage yeah. Leota laugh, a cackle. <laughs> All right, what do you got for me? All right, man? what do we got? We're coming down the home stretch here. Um, this one may have uh, this. I I kind of thought I would turn the tables a little bit because I'm trying to anticipate what you were gonna do, and then I try to think things that I, I maybe try to turn it on you a little bit. Okay. So what I'm going to say is, and this is going to eight mile me with Eminem, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell these people they did something they don't know about me. Shit. Um, and again, this, this probably would maybe I'm thinking about it now might be easier for me than, or more difficult for me than for you, but we're going to say Indiana Jones one through three versus star Wars four through six. <laughs> wow. So you're going trilogies. Yeah, so we're what's, yeah, we're, so what's we're, the, what's the stronger trilogy? Yeah, we're gonna lump them together. We're gonna lump them all together. Yeah, might be yeah, against the rules. Star Wars, Empire, Jedi, Raiders, Doom, Crusades. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, you got ten seconds. Um, I gotta go with Star Wars. You gotta keep Star Wars. I gotta keep Star Wars. You're keeping Star Wars. I got. I mean, I just for four and five alone. Yeah, you know, I think that. Uh, but Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is, I mean, that's not even my favorite Indiana Jones movie. What is it? I love Third Cru- one? I love Crusades. Oh, uh, Crusades. Yeah. Crusades is what I always kind of wanted an Indiana Jones movie to be. Okay. 
Whereas Raiders is also an excellent film. I go um, back and forth on them. We mm-hmm. can both agree that the two is the worst one. <laughs> it's it's not it's, the best. It's not one, yeah. it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not great. But I I think that there are just too many achingly good and chillingly realized stuff in Star Wars four and five that really were just the pop culture phenomenon of the day and. I get. I, I, there's too many great moments in Star Wars that I wouldn't want to lose, as mm-hmm. opposed to Indiana Jones. And, mm. and I think there's just there's more moments that are those kind of eternal cinematic, wow, you know, yeah. hair, hair standing up on the back of your neck kind yeah. of moments. Whereas Indiana Jones is always kind of like a fun romp, mm-hmm. you know, and not taken away from it, but it's it, it's kind of the, the I don't know the sheer cinematic bliss. I think of Star Wars outweighs it to me. Yeah, plus I would lose half the things in my house if we lost Star Wars too. <laughs> you, you, so. You'd be half half uh half away. I would have way more half, space you'd be in half my a house. life away from uh from a cup in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you like Star Wars a lot, right? I do. I really do. I yeah. really do. And I think yeah, I I totally agree with your reasoning mm. as well. So um all right. All right. Um, All right. What do you got for me? Lay it on me, slick. Okay. Well, I got. Uh, I'm not even gonna set this one up. The Mask versus Dick Tracy. Oh, my <laughs> child! You're ruining my childhood. Now, oh, you talk about. Oh man, because the Mask. For those of you that heard the Mission Impossible podcast, very similar type of situation in the theater. My dad went to go see, see it with me. It was a total surprise. It was like a total shock. I really wanted to see it. But Dick Tracy was something that I saw when I was so young, and I just loved it then. I have seven seconds. You love it with seven, se- seven seconds I loved it with left? seven seconds to go. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to keep Dick Tracy. Oh, that surprises oh, me. No. Wow. Oh. I did not. That surprised me. Wow. Oh, man. Because you said Jim Carrey was like your whole life growing up. Oh, yeah. I think you might regret that one. If we were to watch both of those movies right now. Maybe. You might regret. I was thinking about The Mask when I asked you the Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura question. And I was thinking about asking you, like, well, where do you think The Mask falls into this? But I didn't do it. Yeah. And here it is here. Yeah, because, I mean. So what 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 is it about Dick Tracy that you really love? I think... Dick Tracy, because it had things that I liked when I was a kid, and things that as I've grown up and learned more about film and, and understood it a little bit better, I can enjoy it on a whole different level than I did when I was younger. Because mm-hmm. I loved the the action, and it was all really cool, and just you know, it seemed like it was you know, like it was it was I guess my first kind of gangster movie really when I was younger. I guess, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but as I grew up and as I watched it more and more, I could see. The talent in the directing, I can see the talent in the production design and in the acting and the writing, and sure. you know, and um, reading the Dick Tracy mm-hmm. comic books too, just seeing how that world translated on, on onto film and just how painstakingly detailed Warren Beatty wanted to be with the color scheme and with the, the everybody else. <laughs> he tried to do the nose because he has a very mm-hmm. distinct nose in the comic books, and they yeah. tried to put it on him, and Warren Beatty was like, hell no, I'm not wearing that and making right. me uglier than I am. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, and he's and he's a great choice for it. And uh, I think just with The Mask, I haven't watched it in years. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, I, it doesn't hold up you, as well. Well, you could probably recite it from memory. I probably could, yeah. But I, I would need to watch it again. But I think just knowing where I am now as a human being and what my film tastes are, 
Dick Tracy probably falls more in line with the Matt. Although it hurts to but lose Stanley it, Ipkiss. It hurts to lose Cuban Pete. I don't <laughs> like losing <laughs> Cuban, Cuban Pete. Pete. <laughs> He's the king of the rumba beat. Oh, on you, the soundtrack. And, oh, and, it, and you lost Milo the dog. Oh, I know. And you lost Cameron Diaz and her hourglass bombshell yeah. figure. Where have you gone, yeah. Cameron Diaz? Loki? Who's Loki? Loki. <laughs> <laughs> that was right. a good one. That was a very okay. good one. Okay. Um, All right, we're coming down here. I got I'm, glad, to... I'm glad that one was the most tough for oh, you. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Um, we've already touched on this one of these directors Okay. right now. Okay. Um, so it's another film in his cadre of films, I guess. Um, it is Seven versus the Shawshank Redemption. Ooh. Ooh. So talk me through it. What are you thinking? That is, um, okay, they came out right around the same time, a year apart. Seven was Fincher's first breakout. Shawshank Redemption is a really... Just a classic. A classic, classic film. Um, Seven is all the style I want out of a movie, and there's seven seconds left. Mm -hmm. um, Ironically. Five seconds. Um, 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 I keep Shawshank. Oh, <laughs> that was it. Was gonna tick down to zero oh. at the end. I, so you've lost Fight Club I, and I've lost seven. Fight Club and Seven. I don't even know if David Fincher means anything to me anymore. No, I, mean, I don't know if he does either. There's still Zodiac and Social Network and uh, Panic Room. I don't know. Um, Girl with the Dragon. Girl with the Dragon tattoo. I've lost Fincher's classics. Um, yeah. And that is your fault, Ryan. Thank that's, you. That's not my well, fault. Well, we've gained. Uh, I what? What? What have we gained? We've gained. And uh, uh, who directed uh, Into the Wild? Sean Penn. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we've gained a Sean Penn movie, <laughs> and we've also gained a Frank Darabont movie, and we've lost <laughs> two well, Fincher classics. Shawshank Redemption is well. While I could probably start both of those movies from any point and just watch it if they're on TV, it wouldn't matter. Like they're just both classics to me. Mm-hmm. Shawshank again when I when I when I have a choice between a movie that's in a cold temperature and a movie that's in a warm temperature, I'll probably go warm just because. I don't know. It just has the, some of the most enduring kind of uplifting qualities to it that really just makes you smile. I mean, Seven is basically is a miserable film. It is. A, but a masterfully told, expertly mm-hmm. calibrated, miserable film. Yeah. Um, and I got to go with the feeling of seeing Red and Andy on the beach at the end. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that carries it through for me. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, what, it's seeing it's Gwyneth so... Paltrow's head in a box doesn't quite, uh, have the same weight. Actually, as actually I don't mind that so much. <laughs> I uh, I think a lot of people listening might not mind it so much either. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, man, war- warmth prevails for me. All right, I guess good one. I guess blue is the warmest color for you. <laughs> it is, my friend. Yes, it is. All right, even in a non-lesbian context. <laughs> All right, Ryan, I think it's time to uh, bring out my uh, my Rocky Marciano here. Oh my no, oh my god. Um, I I hope it's as tough for you as I had it working out in my head okay um so these are two movies that came out the middle of the previous decade Mm -hmm. middle-ish um they are very different um but they are very affecting to you okay i think all right um so i am going with garden state versus brokeback mountain (laughs) oh no (laughs) sweat there's, there's 25 seconds. Oh, God. I don't have time. To, I don't have time to knock the microphone over. <laughs> God. Oh no! Because oh, they're so good. 
Oh, they're both so good, and I only have 15 oh. seconds to go. Um, That's a tragedy, isn't it? It really is. This is this is definitely your finest work here. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, I'm keeping Garden State. Oh, no! You, <laughs> you are mistaken, sir! No, 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 you no, no. You should no. have kept Brokeback Mountain. Oh, there, I, again, that surprises me. I just... I what, mean, is, what is it about Garden State that's so magical to you? I don't... Because I, I like it. Yeah. I own it. I think it's a quality film. Right. I... Yeah. The, the... Because that... I mean, and again, it's all about sort of where I was in my life right. when the movies came out. Mm-hmm. Now, seeing Brokeback Mountain definitely affected me uh, because it was something that I... I, I was a... Something I didn't really have any exposure with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm from the suburbs. You don't. It's not like gay cowboys are coming in, you know, <laughs> all over the place. But um, it's funny to think about that movie in this today's context, and just, I mean, how much, how, and how, and how open-minded people are now, and how, and the movie was made ten years ago. Yeah, it came out ten years ago, and yeah. so it kind of broke a lot of barriers. It really did. So I think socially, that hurts to lose. Um, it also hurts to... it's an amazing love story. It's an amazing love story. It also hurts to lose that Heath Ledger performance because... And the beautiful cinematography. It was wonderfully shot. It was completely robbed for an Academy Award for... It best, should just win picture. all the yeah. awards, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, Garden State is more... Th- th- that movie crystallizes my life at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Um it, because, like, I mean, all of my – because the thing is, is that I – the reason it's so interesting to me is that the movie portrays these characters in terms of, like, Zach Braff when he comes back to to New Jersey and all the parties he's going to. It feels very much like they're trying to recapture their younger years. They're mm-hmm. getting a little bit older. And it might have been right when you were what leaving high school when that came yeah, out. Yeah, it was right. It was like two thousand four. So yeah, maybe, it was, maybe maybe you were in at college. My first year. It was, it was my first year in college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so the things that they were trying to get back to in that movie were things that we were trying to do at the time. Obviously, right. we weren't like taking ecstasy and like playing spin the bottle and stuff. <laughs> well, but, maybe, like, well, maybe you weren't. Well, no. Okay, true. But like the the idea of can never go home again and. You know, home is the is not just somewhere where you put your shit. It's a state of mind, a state of being, something like that. And all of my group, big group of friends, we all had an experience. We all had um, some form of connection to that movie, and yet we were all connected as friends. So, like, we have, you know, I, have, I had one friend that was a big musician, and so she loved the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one guy, who, we were both romantic, so we both loved that aspect of it. And then, and yet it sort of, it sort of knitted this, my group of friends at that particular time together. And so when I think about that movie, I think about that time in my life more than anything else. And it's sort of a time when I'm trying to figure out my personality, where's my place in the world. Right. Yeah. Who am I? And, and definitely echoes the protagonist. Yeah. And trying to figure out, Hey, you know, get us, get my sense of humor and, Oh my God, Natalie Portman is amazing and looking, and (laughs) I'm going to love her for the next 20 (laughs) years. So, um, so while it hurts to lose, a, I mean, a wonderfully, achingly beautiful mm. film, mm. just I think the idea of losing that soundtrack and never 
never getting chills mm-hmm. when they yell into the infinite abyss right into the the quarry or whatever, yeah. whatever it was i mean that yeah. whole that whole scene i'm getting chills just thinking about yeah. it really I can, so i can tell yeah you're radiating i am oh god so garden state over brokeback mountain garden state over brokeback mountain and a heartbreaking choice. <laughs> oh man, heartbreaking. Oh wow. Well, yeah. th- that was definitely my heaviest hitter. Yeah. I don't know if you got anything else you want to throw at me. Oh, I do. Okay. Let's oh, do I it. do, my friend. Let's do it. Uh, so we've got one from one director we've mentioned, and one from one we haven't. Okay. But I'm surprised that we haven't. So, uh, are you ready for this? Do you have an idea of what it is? Do you have There's a idea? couple of big films you haven't mentioned yet. Yes. Okay. And it's probably them together. Okay. <laughs> Heat versus the Dark Knight. Exactly what I was thinking yes! of. Um, wow. You have... <laughs> you have the movie... Two of my favorite movies of all time. Yep. How did you come up with this? Uh, well, it's, it's like I know you <laughs> It's or like something. you kind of known me for a while. Yep. So you got one of the ultimate cop robber movies against a superhero movie who was using that film as a, as a template. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to use the original or use the, yeah, go ahead. Seven oh, seconds. which one do I keep? Oh God. I keep the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Again, oh. surprise. I am surprised oh. that we keep heat. I, um, you saw the dark Knight how many times in theaters? Seven, seven times in uh. theaters. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. All right. <laughs> I wasn't old enough to see it in the theaters. True. But, true. um, uh, there's something elemental about Heat, I think, that puts it over the edge for me. It's, it's kind of this cop robber dichotomy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it was such a good choice because not only are there, are there my two, it was such a good conflict that you just gave me because it's not only my two favorite films, but they're so similar in what they're trying to do. Yeah. Like, you would know. you have The Dark Knight if you don't have Heat? Like, the, 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 yeah, the elements probably, of The Dark Knight that are so good come almost directly from Heat. The Batman-Joker dichotomy is exactly what it's what's at the heart of the Pacino-De Niro dichotomy in Heat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they both, in a sense, know each other better than they know anybody else in their lives. And each one is kind of the other one's mirror reflection mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And they... In a weird way, they understand each other, but they also know they have to take the other one down. Um, and I think maybe it might be something as simple as I I think Heat is... There's something more epic about Heat to me. Um, even really? There is, yeah. I mean, I, I think Heat is a tighter film than The Dark Knight is. Hmm. I think I think when... Even though it's, it's longer, but I, I do think that the amount of character development that Michael Mann gave those characters, which in in most films would just be afterthoughts, you know, just these peripheral characters. And he gives them so much weight that they matter. Whereas most films would just focus on Pacino and De Niro, you know, and, and it, it's, I mean, the dark Knight has so many memorable films and so many memorable scenes and stuff that was just truly electrifying. Um, but I, th- if I think about what I look for as a film goer, um, I feel like Heat was more realized in that in that same kind of uh, I guess template or whatever they're trying to do there. Um, the, the God, the shootout, just the the chase at LAX at the end, the coffee shop scene. It uh, it, it it hits a little harder for me. Um, whereas The Dark Knight is more of like a 
just a straight thrill, like a mm-hmm. straw, like a shot of adrenaline. Yeah, you know. Whereas Heat like continues to kind of reverberate for me. I think after it's over. So God, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna reach over the table and punch me in the face any moment. I know it. Yeah, and we've almost gone through this whole thing without bloodying the microphones. Mm. There's still time. <laughs> There's still time. All right. Well, what about you? Got you got a couple. We could do like a rapid fire, really quick. I I, okay. don't, I, I don't have any other films. Okay, I got a few more. I could rapid. Yeah, fire give me. For you. Well, I'll just do a snap a, a snap judgment. The first one that pops into my mind, I'll go ahead and do it. Okay, Ace Ventura versus UHF. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Okay. Yeah. Um. How about The Dark Knight versus Die Hard? Dark Knight. Oh, Dark Knight. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Love Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight is the quintessential hero superhero you know superhero film mm-hmm. i think um yeah i would st- I, I would choose it over most things i think uh-huh. there's a lot that i wouldn't except for milk in 2008 well <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there huh i had to go you there to i uh, i still haven't uh, quite forgot about that one and you never will <laughs> i never will either um, <laughs> um another one i had for you was annie hall versus forrest gump ooh uh, I'd keep Annie Hall. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think I have, I don't want to say soured on Forrest Gump a little bit, but it, mm-hmm. I think. A little too schmaltzy. It maybe? is. That's exactly the word I was going to use for yeah. it. It was a little too schmaltzy. Annie Hall mm-hmm. is a little bit more. Kind of lays it on a little thick. Yeah. Yeah. Annie Hall's a little more real. A little more I real. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, when we originally started this, I just really quick before we, before we wrap up. I had originally thought it was going to be directors. Yeah. We were going to put the director's films up against one another. Mm-hmm. And we were going to have to decide whose films we were going to lose, basically. Right. So you had an like, entire canon, an entire yeah, yeah entire so, filmography. So we would be yeah, and be the same exact rules. Um, I think this was better because it was we we could do more. I yeah, think. there's much more variability and uh, the the chance to really make some really di- interesting juxtapositions. Yeah, and so one when I had thought about this idea even last year that I had a really hard time with. And we may have talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but it would be Fincher versus Nolan. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, would... that's kind of the beginning and end of it, really. It's, is... uh, yeah, they're my two favorite current contemporary filmmakers. Yeah. Um, both have incredible, uh, Fincher's been around a little bit longer, but he, they both have incredible filmographies already. Um, well, what's your answer to that? I don't even know like i i ha- i may, i i cuz it, it would change by the day yeah you know based on whatever film came out most recently exactly which i'm thinking is interstellar and i'm like well i think that i keep nolan then uh-huh. um just because of that movie and i don't want to lose batman yeah um and i'm okay losing the lesser fincher movies than i am losing the lesser finch or lesser nolan mm-hmm. movies and i say that with air quotes yeah <laughs> yeah still better than 98% of what's out there right, but right right you know that's a tough one for me too putting um, zodiac up against memento i mean i love zodiac i think zodiac yeah. is wonderful i think it's 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 better than people give it credit for but yeah um I mean, what do you, I mean? That's the thing. Like, what do you do? It's a we we, we could have had a whole podcast just arguing those both of those directors' <laughs> movies for us at least. So yeah, I mean, even the the prestige has kind of grown in my opinion mm-hmm. over the years. I think that is one of his best films. Yeah. Um, maybe top three. There you um, go. So yeah, that would that would be really really hard. Uh, yeah, but but again, Fincher has made at least three masterpieces that I can think of. Maybe four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably go with four. Actually, I'd say four masterpieces. Okay. Um, whereas you know, Gone Girl, I wasn't like as as big on, although I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And Interstellar, 
released in the same year I was crazy I was crazy about and mm-hmm. so Nolan might have might have done might it for me the that year. a little bit yeah. yeah so that's the thing it, it can go back and forth so much but um yeah I mean that's 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 a, that's a that's a subject for another day Ryan it is. so uh did you have anything else you wanted to throw at me that you could that's think it of? that's all I have I think I think you did a good job uh working through that i think we both did a pretty good yeah <laughs> there's not a, there are a lot of corpses yeah the one thing right though now. the one thing we can think though is, is take pleasure in the fact that this isn't actually happening <laughs> this is all just pretend we can still go to our dvd libraries and pick out both films yep yep i'm gonna i can watch the mask if i want and and maybe knowing that you've killed it knowing that i knowing that it's dead but that's kind of the best thing about it. So, um, well, we've, we've been wanting to do this for some time. I want to yeah. venture out and say maybe even a couple of years at this I, point. I would probably agree. So I'm happy we finally got to sit down and do it. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we're both um, right on the edge of a nervous breakdown right now. <laughs> um, you had to give up Brokeback Mountain, mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge, yeah. um, Bull Durham, yeah. and a, a, a litany of other unmentionables. You don't even want to go over the things that you killed. <laughs> Yeah. You, gave up, you gave up the Dark Knight. You gave up Halloween. You gave up Fight Club. Uh, right then and there. That's like three uh, of your top 20. But And Children of Men. And Children that. of Men, yeah. I'm not Over... sure if when I listen back on this again, if I'll have second thoughts, but the bad Santa Children of Men was going to keep me up nights, probably. <laughs> it's it's because tough because they so, are so different. They're so different. And yeah. it just, it was in the, in the heat of the moment, it was laughter over thought-provoking well you know so we'll see what happens in the future well if you have any other out there in podcast land uh, that you would want us to talk about at any other time or if you want to sound off go ahead and uh, put them in the comments of this episode it'll um and we'll uh discuss them in the comments section or maybe do another follow-up at another time well ryan i had a great time and i hope we were on speaking terms after this is over i think we probably will good do you okay. want to watch the dark knight with me and and just gloats about how I hold it in you're, such high esteem. Obviously, <laughs> you have to cover your eyes during the whole thing. I think. Just you oh lost no! It. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. All right. From everyone here to everyone out there, this has been the McShank Podcast on MPN. Clayton, see you later. See you later, Ryan. <laughs>